um, the building, uh, the different ways in which we've looked at over the se these several weeks, thinking of what it means for God to build. We looked first of all at what does it mean for God to build our hearts, to build our hearts for the community that we're part of, to build, uh, to build our love and a compassion for those that we serve. James preached then on what it means to build up our young people, for God to be building up our young people, the role that we have, each one of us, within that as well. We then thought about what does it mean for God to build up generations. Uh, one of the things we said is we focus a lot on young people, but there are so many different ages and different uh, people in the church that have so much to offer. What does that look what about when we build our expectations? Don't put God in a box. But God could, could smash those expectations and do things that we can't even imagine. And Michelle Hayway spoke on what it means for us to build space in our lives for God to speak. Last week we thought, what does it mean for us to build up our understanding of speaking of God? And some of you would have taken those little leaflets away and I'd be interested to hear how you got on in handing those out. But this week, as we close this series, we're going to be thinking about what does it mean for God to build... Sorry, Siri, I didn't ask you to do anything. Um, what does it mean... I've got to be careful not to say anything about Siri. Um, what does it mean for God to build a sense of community, both within the church and outside of the church? What role do we have to play in that? You know, as I look through scripture, you might say, well, the word community doesn't come up. Well, it does. It does because actually the root word is koinonia, which is the Greek which we sometimes translate as fellowship, but quite as easily can be translated as community. A fellowship of people who gathered, who came together, a community that was together. And so we see this idea in the Bible, time and time again, of God building community. God building a sense of fellowship and of oneness. And we'll come back to that in a minute. Now as Jane read that passage from Thessalonians earlier, I started to, in the week, make a bit of a list of what does, when the the writer to the left, the church in Thessalonia, what do they say is the idea of a God-given community? Well, I have just put a few up here that come from our passage today. The idea community is God-given. is a community that encourage one another. You know, sometimes it's easy, isn't it, to tear things down and to say, well, that wasn't very good, was it? Um, you might think that most Sundays after I preach, going, well, that's not very good, is it? But actually, we are called to encourage. And that's really important when we go back to the idea of what James was talking. There may come times in following weeks, months, and years when there are people standing at this pulpit preaching who haven't preached ever before, and it's their first time. And what are we as a church encouraged to do? Not to take them to one side afterwards and tear them apart, but to encourage. You know that time when the young people do the teas and coffees and the tea is little more than milk? 
And we want to, we want to say, encourage. What about when something happens in the life of the church and we think we could do it better? Well, the, the writer of Thessalonians says, encourage one another. That's a sign of community. Build one another up. Say nice things to each other. Encourage one another. Build one another up. So many times we make quick comments at people which tear them down. We don't mean it. But they hurt and they stick. Build each other up. Respect one another. The list is here in Thessalonians if you want to go through it. Respect one another. Live in peace. Help the weak. I love it when uh, the children are running around on a Sunday and someone might just help them get a biscuit or a drink or something like that. Let's take that out more into the community. Be patient with one another. That's a difficult one, isn't it? A godly community is one that is patient with one another. That doesn't give up at the first sign of difficulty. That doesn't, doesn't kind of both individually and corporately go, oh, I've had enough of you or I've had enough even in our failings and our failures is patient with one another that's when the church says or we say let's try something new and it doesn't work and we go ha told you so be patient be joyful I've often said haven't I that if we walk out of the church smiling happy and, happy and laughing people might think well that's the community I want to be part of if we walk out looking like we've just sat through the most boring thing in the entire world with our shoulders slumped, people are going to go, oh, I don't want to be part of that. Be joyful. It makes such a difference, doesn't it, when we sing on a Sunday morning when we're joyful. And, and you can sense that, that joy in the air rather than the desperation of, oh, it's Sunday again, it's church again, it's getting sound away, and then we can go to the beach afterwards. Pray all the time. Pray continuously. That's a hard one, isn't it? But I think sometimes, as I've said before, we, we misconstrued prayer as that we have to put ourselves in a quiet corner, close our eyes and put our hands together. That's what we're taught as a child. And we grow up with that sense of that's the only way of praying. What it's saying is talk to God continuously. Pray, talk. When you're in the car, for goodness sake, don't close your eyes when you're in the car unless you're a passenger. When you're at work, when you're at school, when you're at college, when you're with friends, when you're walking, when you're working, keep that dialogue with God open all the time. Give thanks always. Give thanks always for what we have, for what God has done in our lives. Test everything. Test everything. Is this right? Is this God? And I missed out there. Don't put the Spirit's fire out. Don't try and quench a place where God is trying to work. Avoid evil. You know, these are some of the, 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 the questions or the, 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 the thing, things that there's written in Thessalonians to say, this is what a godly community looks like. And it's quite a long, exhaustive list in one way. But I was walking around the church and I put my eyes up and I came across this. Do you remember this? Do you remember this? It's actually on our, on our side there. 
and it's uh, Hill House 2016, if I remember correctly. And we put together this piece of work, which says belonging, family, friends, connecting. And what's in the center? The cross. Christ. And in one sense, all those long lists that, they, that the writer wrote in Thessalonians can be summed up in what it means to be community now. A family. Those who are patient with one another. Those who encourage. Those who build up. Belonging. Those who are patient with one another. Connecting. Being joyful. Friends on the journey together. Community, being part, God building community is really important because God at no point in the Bible calls us to be on our own. He calls us to be in community, in fellowship, in relationship with others on that journey. For me, one of the greatest bits of art to demonstrate this is an icon. Now I'm not a big icon fan. Do not worry. Do not, do not get worried. But there is one icon in particular that always speaks to me. And it's Rublin's icon. You might have seen it before. It's the only icon I can really look at and get something from if I'm perfect, perfectly honest. But Rublev painted this icon and it represents the Trinity. God, God's self. Father, Son and Holy Spirit. The ultimate in relationship. The ultimate in community. There is a closeness. There is an intimacy within that image itself. But actually, as you look at it, there is also space. And the, the icon, the painter, was trying to get across this point that there is a closeness, but there is also a welcome to come and to be part of this intimate relationship. Now, all through the Bible, when we look back, there is a sense of community, of God welcoming people into relationship. The people of Israel were separate tribes, weren't they? But God called them together to be the people of Israel, separate into community. The disciples, they were separate. Some were tax collectors, some were fishermen. And God called them from their separateness into community. We even think about Job, don't we? Poor old Job. But God calls him from his, his loneliness into a community of friends. Kind of kept. The called from separateness, from loneliness into community. And that's what I believe God does here and now. Is that we can each live our separate lives. We can each go our own separate ways. We are separately loved. We are children of the living God. But God calls us into community. Now, pe 
people often say, well, I can be a Christian without going to church. Yes. Yes, there are elements of that. But it's like the same way a car can be a car with no petrol in it. You can be. But it's not fulfilling the function of which God has called you. A car with no petrol is not fulfilled in its function. A Christian who does not belong to a wider community is not fulfilling that wider call that God has called us into. God calls us into community. And like any community, any family, there are times when we wish we weren't part of it. There are times when people wind us up. There are times when we would be accused of saying, well, surely, you know, the church should know better. People should be more loving, yes, but we're human at the same time. But we should be aiming to model to the community around what community should look like. Now, you'll each be part of your own separate community. Uh, there'll be clubs that you're part of, Provis. There'll be um, the sailing club. There'll be uh, the camera club. There'll be all these different communities that you were already part of. Argyle fan club. Um, you're part of communities. But God calls us into something deeper than those. Into a community where Christ is central. A Christ-centred community. Where we have to be the ones, I'm afraid, that model what this looks like to the community around us. And if we just go back to this slide here. We need to be the ones that model this to those around us. Others have to look at us and go, there's something unique, something special about that community. A community that's not just interested in its own uh, problems, that's not just interested in trying to sort itself out, but a community that constantly looks out to God's world, that doesn't just encourage ourselves, but encourages the world around, that doesn't just build ourselves up, but builds up those around us, that doesn't just respect ourselves, but those, you can see where I'm going with this, can't you? There's not just patience with ourselves, but patient with the world around. This is what God calls us into. A community that models something of the greatest community ever, the Trinity. What's our role in it? One of the questions that we might ask is, do we feel like we belong? Or do we just attend? God calls us to belong. To feel that we're part of something. God builds up community so that we can serve one another but serve the world around us. God builds up community, his community, which we call the church, to serve others, to love others, 
And this is what we should be about. Sometimes we have to lay aside our own wants and desires as a community in order to serve those who God has called us to. How then are we to model community to the world around? In what ways do we do that? In what ways is God building us up to serve others and to serve him? I just wonder, looking at our series of things as we've looked at over these last few months, what has God said throughout one of the things that we need to be very clear about is it, it is God who does the building. God who does the building. But we need to give ourselves fully to what God is doing. It is God who builds hearts, builds young people, builds generations. But we need to be the ones who don't limit God with our expectations. Who give God space in our lives. You speak of God and don't just does not just hide it. I pray that as we've reflected on all these different things throughout these last few months, that God is building something. And whatever that something is, that we're willing and ready to be part of it. May God bless us as we as his community, his people, seek to serve.